Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Truth. We're told by the world today that truth is fluid. That truth is what it is to you, but maybe not to me. Truth is something solid, but something not something solid, but something squishy and mushy and feels good, but it really can't be relied on. But I know the truth, and he set me free. For decades now, we've allowed God to be removed from the discourse of this nation and the discourse of this world. As Christ followers, we've taken a backseat in conversations of influence and merely find ourselves reacting to cultural change instead of being part of the cultural change. How do we change that? How do we bring back God into, how do we bring God back into every conversation? Today, we welcome radio talk show host, Carmen LaBerge. She's back on iWorkRim. No, that's right. We never got to actually have you on iWorkRim, but I feel like we did because we spent time in studio before. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's the host of a daily radio program broadcast across the country called The Reconnect with Carmen LaBerge, where she focuses on bringing God back into every conversation of everyday news and events. Carmen LaBerge, welcome to iWorkRim. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much. I'm going to dig in and, and just go right to the question on how does the I work for him message resonate with you, to you? Well, Jim, I, I guess I hope the I work for him message resonates with every Christian who recognizes that there there really is no um, no barrier, no real barrier between what we do in worship on Sunday morning, um, what we do in Bible study or fellowship or small groups when we are in the company of other Christians, um, when we are mindfully engaged in Christian service and literally everything else we do. So whether I'm, you know, cleaning the house or cooking dinner or buying groceries um, or picking up kids or engaged in whatever my day-to-day work is. And for me, that's, you know, that's writing and uh, seeking to genuinely connect uh, the eternal with the everyday and help people make those connections in their own conversations. Uh, but it wouldn't matter if I was um, a kindergarten teacher uh, or a taxi driver or an Uber driver. Like, I would still be doing what I do in terms of, uh, hey, God actually cares about what's going on in everybody's life, in every situation, in every conversation, and it's my role and responsibility as a Christian, regardless of my vocation, uh, to be God's ambassador uh, in that moment. And so, for me, this is a, this is a moment-by-moment reality. Uh, they're not. Uh, your life is not segmented into the sacred and the secular. The 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 time with God and the time they you know that's my time, uh, or uh, or even vocation and vacation. Like in my view, it's all God's. I mean, God says over all creation, this is mine. God says over every human life, this is mine. The question is whether or not we respond to Him and say yes, yes, Father, I am yours. Today, as we talk about your brand new book, Speak the Truth, how to bring God back into every conversation, every conversation. I want to ask this question. I want you to give yourself a little bit of a plug. You're a radio talk show host like myself. You've got, but your format is very, very different. Talk about what you're doing on a daily basis on the radio and where you're doing it. So 
um, so the, the easiest way for people to get it is to go to reconnectwithcarmen.com because then no matter where you live, you can access it. Um, and so we're on live stations, but not in the markets with, you know, the people that we're currently, you and I are currently talking to in the Tampa Bay area, although we would love for uh, that reality. But we different. have people listening on our podcast all over the country. So yeah. tell the cities that you're in. Yeah, so um, so right now um, we're in Washington, D.C. and Orlando, Florida. We're in parts of Michigan and Texas and Arkansas and Alaska. Um, there are 450 cities across the country that hear a, a one-minute commentary called Reconnect One. Um, and so... The one hour, which I think is what you're, um, you know, you're most familiar with, we literally get up at about four in the morning and we start scanning the headlines of the day. Um, and then what I'm doing is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picking two or three subject matter things that are clearly on the front page above the fold that will be the content of the cultural conversation of the day. The talking heads of the media will be focused on those issues. And what I do is bring the Christian worldview to bear on those headlines. Um, I'm trying to equip every Christians to be prepared for the conversations of the day that are happening in the culture and to actually be God's ambassador in those conversations. There's not one subject matter out there in the headlines that is not a God-related issue. What prompted you to write this book? Why? Why did you write this book? You know, we have a really divided um, nation. We have lots of division in almost every arena. Um, we even have divisions between arenas that we can't, I mean, like, you know, who would ever have thought that, like, football and politics would find themselves in a, a point of opposition. But we can find things to disagree about in this country uh, just ad nauseum. So there is one point of consensus um, that I have been able to discover uh, among people who believe in Jesus and people who don't, and that is something is wrong. Something is wrong. Like, everybody can agree this is not the way it's supposed to be. And so Christians recognize that we actually have the answer to what is wrong. We actually know the one who is right and righteous. Um, we, we recognize falsehood and lies, and we recognize that there is a father of lies, and he's seeking to work deception into the lives of people, that he is actively seeking division um, between our heart and mind, between us and God, between me and you, between, uh, between you and I and other people. So uh, there's something wrong. Christians can identify it. We're just we are just, for whatever reason, seemingly completely afraid to uh, to speak that truth winsomely into the culture of the day. And I think that um, once I sort of recognized that, okay, I, I was once uh, more timid than I am now about these things, I was also once angry. There was, a, there was in my heart an anger toward people who didn't get it, who didn't see it, who didn't embrace the gospel, who didn't, you know, sort of recognize that, you know, Jesus has already answered the problems of what is wrong, and so, you know, you guys need to get with it. Well, at one point, Jim, I mean, God really worked in my heart and mind and, and even helped me see the whole thing differently. And so when I recognize that, hey, this transition that I've made in my own life from anger to empathy, from, um, from being angry at people to recognizing that they have now been born and raised in a culture um, where their exposure to the gospel uh, is, is either inauthentic or it is um, it's insufficient. So they've either gotten a false gospel or they've gotten the gospel um, 
You know, it always comes through hypocrites because we can't help that. We're, uh, you know, we're notably broken and we continue to be. But the church itself has not helped in many, many cases. That is so true. Do you believe that God belongs in the middle of every conversation? That we should be intentional in bringing God into every conversation? Why do you think this is not happening? So I think there's two primary reasons. I think that Christians do not recognize ourselves as the ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. And we also think that somebody else will do it. It's somebody else's job. So there's been a professionalization um, of all kinds of things, including missionary work. And so we imagine that that's somebody else's responsibility and not our own. Um, that's just not true. So the Great Commission is given to everyone. Uh, it's every every Christian's responsibility to not only know Christ, but to make him known to others. Um, and so we're deployed as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, as people who know the king into the kingdoms of this world in order that other people might come to know uh, who God is and what the kingdom of heaven is like and be invited into it. So I think that we um, we don't recognize who we are as ambassadors, that that's really what disciples are and that's what discipleship is about. Um, and then I think that, you know, we, we think someone else is going to do it. And so I'm I'm here to say someone else is not going to do it. You are the someone who has been called to do it. So engaging people, when engaging people in conversation, what's the difference between giving people a piece of our mind versus giving them the peace of the mind of Christ? Well, I think, uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's no shortage of opinion, and there's no shortage, <laughs> a shortage of commentators. Um, there's no shortage of the way I see it um, in terms of uh, the cultural conversations of the day. But there's, there's a huge... Um, paucity, uh, a, a lack uh, of truth. And that means that um, the way God sees it, God's perspective, the eternal perspective on this given moment and uh, and my life in it, uh, people don't, don't see that. They don't know that. They aren't exposed to that. And so Christians, um, I believe, need to uh, need to not be tempted and drawn into uh, sort of the needless controversies of the day. And instead, we need to be the people who are bearing a distinctively Christian witness um, on every cultural conversation, uh, because we need to be sharing literally the peace, P-E-A-C-E, the peace of the mind of Christ that's so lacking in people's lives, not just giving people a piece of our mind. Well, unless, can we give it... I, I... Can we give an example of this? Because this is, we get bombarded with nuclear-sized weapons full of rhetoric every day, whether it's on social media or the news on TV or the radio. I mean, it's it's rhetoric, it's political discourse, it's rhetoric. It's, I mean, good cotton-picking grief. It's so ridiculously awful. Give us an idea of what this looks like with one of our current, you know, one of the the, the deal, something, uh, how about a current topic of conversation, not necessarily from today, but, you know, when you look at the year, something, a topic of conversation that you can show, hey, let's give them a piece of Christ instead of a piece of our mind. Sure. Well, let's take a very contemporary one. Um, and, you know, this is, both of these debates are ongoing debates and conversations in our culture. So recently, um, the D.C. Circuit Court um, reversed a lower court's decision and mandated that the federal government provide transportation to an undocumented pregnant teenager. So she's here from a foreign country. She's here illegally. She's pregnant, 16 weeks pregnant, notably, um, and was demanding an abortion. Well, you've got the abortion issue and debate. You've got the issue of a minor 
uh, an unaccompanied minor in the country. You have the issue of immigration. I mean, this is this has got every um, every social issue that is like hot and testy. Um, and so, could I give people an opinion about that and give people peace of my mind? Absolutely. What does it look like? to offer a distinctively Christian view on that conversation. Well, I think, Jim, it starts by our simply saying in the context of a heated debate, because these tend to be pretty heated conversations that happen in the culture. And so in the midst of that heated debate, my primary concern as a Christian would be to pray for that young woman. Now, how is the conversation turned instantly if what I say is, you know, people say, well, what do you think about it? And I say, well, before I tell you what I think about it, I'm letting you know that this is one of those pray-the-news situations for me. Like, I recognize this is so sad. This, this is a young person's life opportunities clearly in a place where she was living and whatever her home life was, she's no longer in the context of her family. Let's just imagine for a moment that, first of all, we're a teenager and we fled our own family and our own country to try to get to a place where we thought we could have a better life. And along the way, we got pregnant. Now, by choice or by force, we don't know, but that's almost irrelevant. Like, here's a young woman who is uh, carrying a baby that she, she recognizes and knows she cannot care for. What does it look like for the church to come around that kind of a person? Now, that, that gets the church into the conversation about immigration. It gets us into the, into the conversation about foster care. Um, it gets us, um, because she would have required a foster family. Um, in order for both she and her child to be raised in this country. It's just a very, very complicated issue. But as Christians, I can distinctively bring the peace of the mind of Christ to that conversation by focusing on life, focusing that on, on the fact that the issue of life is so much greater than just my concern for the pre-born. I also have to have a really great concern for the flourishing of human beings in every nation under heaven. Um, and so that would be an example of probably uh, turning a conversation, reframing a conversation, leading a conversation in the direction of prayer and concern um, for the individual, moving it down from the, a very, very heated conversation um, about, uh, about abortion. You mentioned in your book that until the Word of God is restored to its rightful place in the life of the church... <laughs> That was a statement. The church cannot take her rightful place in the life of the culture. I'll let you explain what you mean by that. Well, this is actually a really good year to have this conversation because there is, um, you know, there is uh, at least a culture-wide conversation about the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. So what I'm pointing to in our culture is actually very, very similar to what Luther was pointing to in his day. Um, the Word of God, the Bible, uh, is no longer um, honored and regarded in many churches in this country, let alone in the lives of individuals in our cultural conversation. But it's not even regarded in many churches in this country as the very Word of God. And so I think we need a rediscovery of the Word of God, much like Luther rediscovered it 500 years ago and put it into the hands of lay people. I think that if, um, in less than until, the people of God, all of us, not just the pastor on Sunday morning serving out some tidbit, but each and every one of us actually saturating our lives with the Word of God. Until that happens, the Word of God won't be restored in the life of the church, because, because we won't insist upon it from the pews to the pulpit that, hey, that's not what, that's not what God says, and that's not an, uh, uh, an accurate representation of who God is, nor what He has promised. Until we are in that position as lay people to be able to um, actually speak the truth in the context of the church, 
there's no way that the church is going to have the kind of cultural influence and impact that um, that God has raised her up to have. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.